Warning, this podcast contains strong language and adult humour. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Welcome to Dungeons and Dopamine, a comedy D&D podcast where we exchange one fucked up hellscape for another. This week I want to know your favourite food and everybody is now level two. So I want uh, a highlight of something that you have levelled up to because we don't want to do all of the D&D mechanics. Hi, my name is Sana Potter and my character is Rowena Weathers, who is a 63-year-old primary school teacher, a two-time lightning hit survivor and an owl and sorcerer. And as we have leveled up, I can now detect magic. How cool is that? Very happy. And Rowena's favourite food is something from her childhood. She used to go foraging with her mum quite a lot when she was younger. And she loves a good homemade mushroom pie. (laughs) 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 Don't know why everyone's laughing, guys. (laughs) Any particular sort of mushroom? She just picks what she finds. Something is good. Sometimes it's trippy. She likes it. She's what the mother nature gives her, you know? Anything. Anything goes. And this is what her mother was giving her as a child. I mean, she just... uh, Maybe she's not an owl. Maybe she just thinks she's a fucking owl. Oh my God. Plot twist. (laughs) Okay, cool. Lovely. My name is Ashley Potter. I am playing Bear, a nine-to-five office worker whose life is very dull. He has uh, transformed into a Goliath bard. He's now very charismatic last episode i found a little piglet i've called pork chop it is now his life that's that's for later uh, oh, poor pork chop <laughs> there are stats for bestiality <laughs> there aren't <laughs> i leveled up as we all did <laughs> <laughs> I got something called Jack of All Trades, which adds half of my proficiency to any ability check, which is cool. Yeah. Well, basically, just means every time you do a check, you'll have a slightly higher number on rolling it because bards are kind of good at everything. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and Bear's favourite food is uh, any microwave dinner. Just because takes the same time, will taste the same. That's <laughs> all he's going to get used to. Sweet. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> I'm Emily Chandler. I play Cassandra, who's a mystical peer fortune teller who turns into a druid wood elf when going through this crazy portal. Her favourite food is the peer donuts. Oh, and that's why she ended up working on the pier. She used to visit it with her auntie when she was younger, and her auntie is the one that tried to teach her the ways. She eventually gave up, though. But those donuts still hold a good memory for her, even though every time she eats them, she feels a little bit sick. Yeah. She still goes back for more. Same. We all do, yeah. yeah. They are, they are <laughs> the best. I don't know, because I've got a few bits that's after levelling up. Yeah, you, you're going to need to talk a bit, because druids right. beef up at level two. So, I have wild shape which means I can magically assume the shape of a beast that I have seen before. Ooh, that's um, awesome. And with that, also have starry form, 
which is real fucking cool. So I have Archer, Chalice and Dragon where my whole body turns into those shapes and each one has a different thing. Like star constellations. Yeah, they're like shapes. star oh, constellations wow. across my body. And I'll, as I use them, I think I'll explain yeah, them then. Yeah. That'll be more fun. I also have a star map, which also adds other cool shit, which I'll get to. And I'll tell you what my star map is when yeah, we get cool. going and yes new spells as well so druids at level 2 get their defining characteristics so they choose a circle to join so Cassandra is the circle of stars uh, so she's a circle of stars druid yeah boy so yeah, that's why you've got so much stuff very cool nice nice my, my name's Toby Hinks I'm playing a character called Tommy Elding he is the terrible fungineer of the pier he fixes all the games and rides he turns into a drow artificer when you go through the portal so his favourite food is something he calls northern snake bite <laughs> <laughs> and it is Newcastle brown ale and Stella oh, oh my god has that for lunch every day no. How did you come about so, discovering that? Was it an accident or was it a plan? Like, yeah. This <laughs> is nice. Did you see the news this week? And it said that men under 40 should limit themselves to one shot glass of beer a day. Who's drinking beer in a shot glass? Yes. <laughs> the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just, just open one and have it in the fridge for a week, pouring out sad Pour little flat shots of apparently beer. Apparently it's just like, yeah, for like under 40. Did you say under 40? Yeah, yeah. over 40 So apparently. over 40 you're fine. Yeah, yeah, over, yeah but Two shots. you're dead anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> apparently it's causing us brain damage. Yeah. 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 It's, like, it's definitely causing yeah. brain damage. <laughs> I kind of want to try it. Yeah. Next week. Yeah, I'd, have, I'd have a sip. <laughs> well, I'll have a shot. <laughs> yeah, so Tommy has gained some skills. He's actually got a bit better at fixing things with the levelling up. He can make magical items. I don't know if I should go through it now. It might be a surprise for everyone. You can hold it back. That's yeah. fine, yeah. yeah that's cool you can things. just do more cool magical stuff. Yeah, basically. Cool. Awesome. My name is Jordan. I play the terrible private investigator London Cool <laughs> in Brighton. He has come through the portal and become a rogue mastermind half-elf. London's favourite food is steak and chips. <laughs> Usually from Weatherspoons. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheap and it's close. <laughs> With my levelling up, I've gained cunning action, which allows me to have a bonus action on each turn. That would be ga- dash, disengage. <laughs> That is cunning. Indeed. Oh no. So basically, you're, you're just really super sneaky. Very sneaky. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of extra sneakiness coming in. Can I ask one question of London? What spoons in Brighton is it? The shit one. <laughs> That Which one? Which one? <laughs> the Elaborate. shitter one. George Street. Yeah, the one no, in the hotel's pretty bleak. No, the one by um, the one by oh, um, Bright the from. Oh, uh, right, yeah. It's the Brighton one. Oh, it's the Brighton. Intriguing me, the Brighton spoons. Oh. oh. <laughs> Hello. Um, <laughs> I think every week I'm going to do different intonation on hello. Okay. I'm Helen Chandler and I'm playing Ada Bones, who becomes a barbarian when entering the other dimension. Ada's favourite food is the blood of her enemies. No, I'm just joking. It's cheese. It's cheese. <laughs> <laughs> 
she's picked up a few cool things. Uh, my favourite is Danger Sense, which is when I can sense when danger's near and I get a bit of an edge when sort of dodging out of the way of danger. Yeah, that's cool. it. Yeah, barbarians just get, they get harder and harder to hit and it also you care less and less when you get hit <laughs> to the point where your job is basically just to run in and go, everyone hit me. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's just nice. starting for nice, you nice, now. Nice, so, nice, yeah, nice. it's cool. And um, what's your favourite food, Dungeon Master? Oh, it's really hard because I, I can lie and come up with something funny, but mm. I'm not I'm not in character. I'm just me. So I'm just going to say pizza. What is yeah, What's your favourite type of pizza? Do you know what? I will eat any pizza. Uh, all pizza. Yeah. I just love, just love pizza. Yeah, yeah. Pizza is good. Preferably stuffed crust. <laughs> <laughs> so, a kind of brief recap of the last session. You met Captain Samara, who you rescued from the kind of torturous table. You managed to escape from the palace prison. Um, and when you got outside, you saw that it looked very similar to the Brighton Palace Pit. <laughs> That's what we call it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you had a fight with a big gelatinous cube. You what met did? some more pirates. You uh, escaped on a seemingly uh, pretty magical pirate ship with Captain Samara. Then there was a moment where you went through this kind of light barrier which some people didn't make it through. And then I think that's where we got up to. I think we ended with Captain Samara bringing you into this uh, domain, which she called Lioness. Can I just ask what the uh, ships were called? The ships. So you are aboard the REO Speedwagon <laughs> uh, and you're sailing in a fleet with the baggy trousers. Oh, that's right. And the Linda. <laughs> I couldn't remember. Uh, and the Linda's got a figurehead of just a really mundane, miserable looking woman. I think it's just a large, really slow ship. Yeah. <laughs> Lazy Linda. <laughs> L- Lazy Linda's just listing along behind you. Nice, nice. Ario's B-Wagon is obviously leading the way. <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> so, we, we, we've just seen Lioness. Yeah, so, you've come through that portal, you've survived that sort of beam of light. So, she says, well, she says, welcome, welcome to Lioness. And before you, you can see a landscape of just like hundreds and hundreds of dif- different islands going off uh, into the distance and all around you. You couldn't see any of them a moment ago. It just looked like there was the horizon before you. But as you pass through that beam of light and came out the other side, you can see this whole kind of nautical landscape open up. There are like tiny islands, there are mountainous islands, there are snow-capped peaks, there are sandy beaches. They're, they're just you know spreading out everywhere. And in the middle of it all, quite a long way from you, but you can see these towers, these just enormous towers like bigger than skyscrapers that you've seen in in that there London (laughs) like huge towers they're so far in distance you can't see the island that they're on but they kind of dominate the the skyline all all around this place as the captain says this is this is lioness you know you know about the legend of lioness no what's the legend of lioness (laughs) (laughs) no she wasn't asking to be like that (laughs) (laughs) I've seen the lion king (laughs) (laughs) she says there's a lion king yeah it's great Based off Hamlet. <laughs> She's wicked. <laughs> She's, she looks really confused by all these cultural references. <laughs> um, and she says, what, well, for generations it was believed that Lioness sank. It was, it was swallowed by the tides. But here it is. Apparently it was the home of my ancestors on my mother's side. And a few years ago I was fleeing from the governor's fleet. And I mean, I didn't know where I was going. I was just running. I was sailing and sailing away from them. And then suddenly I just found myself here. And says that beam of light that you saw, it seems to stop anyone getting in who means us harm. So no, I'm sorry I didn't tell you about it before, but you know, I, 
you could be spies. You saw, you saw the other guys. They're trying to send spies in all the time. But you made it through, and I'm really pleased because you saved my life, but I would hate it if you turned into fish or bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Cassandra walks over to her, hugs her, and whispers in her ear, we forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> she, she sort of... Speak for yourself. <laughs> she sort of gingerly pats your back. <laughs> All right, thanks. (laughs) She says, we're heading to Hope Bay. Hope Bay is where the resistance has set up home. It's where refugees from all over the world are coming to flee the governor. I'll take you there, and then it's up to you. That you can get a ship from there to anywhere in the world, or you can stay, and we can, and you can join the resistance. But it's we'll see when we get there. What's the resistance? Do you mind? Yeah, do you mind just asking what what, what are we resisting? What are you resisting? What's the resisting (laughs) for? She says, well. The, the governor, you were in the governor's prison with me. Do you- we killed a lot of people, things, <laughs> um, creatures. So many heads. <laughs> Few of them exploded. Are they? Are, have we done it? Have we resisted enough? <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Well, um, I mean, it's it's not up to me to tell you what to do with your lives. That's that's how the governor acts. We're we're a free society, but we we are standing against the governor, and we're trying to take back." take back our world. Has the governor not reached your land? Who is the governor? <laughs> we have Boris Johnson and he's a bit shit. <laughs> is, does that ring a bell? I, I, I don't know. What's he like? He's a total cunt. She says, yeah, that's the, that's the <laughs> governor. <yeah." laughs> this podcast is too political. <laughs> I hate it. Sorry. One off, star. <laughs> and we hate you. Um, Linda. <laughs> so, um, she says, hang on. And she, she goes and rummages around in a chest on the ship and she comes back and she lays out on the table before you uh, a map. And she says, well, where are you from? Show me. But when you, when you look at the map, you don't. You don't recognise this map this at all. World. No. Captain, Captain Tamara. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of Brighton? She said, well, Bright, Bright Helm. You're from Bright Helm. Br- Brighton. <laughs> it's got good uh, pit, two pit, one pier. <laughs> good vegan food. Stony beach, not a sandy beach. It's, it's all right. Have you yes, heard stone, of it? Stony beach, yes. <laughs> yeah. She said, what? No, I mean... You know, Bright Helm's got the pier, you were on it, and the, the beach there is shingle, yeah. Are you, is that where you're from? I'm going to take Cassandra aside at this point and okay. just be like, Cassandra, what the fuck is going on? Something weird is happening here, like, because we, this is not where we are from. I feel we may have all died and passed on to the other world. I smack myself in the head. Like, oh, like, like, oh, take a D4 of yeah. damage. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine because I've got 23 hit points at the moment. um, That's only one of my theories. We may also be in a coma and having a shared dream experience. Are we having a life on Mars experience? I really feel like, yeah, something is not right. (laughs) London's been waiting for this his whole life. Yeah, Yeah, Tommy, you are a real Gene Hunt, that's for sure. (laughs) Fuck Um, (laughs) yours. Rowena's floating towards uh, Cassandra and Ada. I was like, hey, I once had an experience like this. It was in 1970. It was a beautiful summer day. The sky was pink, although it wasn't. <laughs> it's not quite the same, though. This seems pretty real. We've exploded some heads, so... <laughs> I'm just going to... Just gonna go with it. I just go with think, the yeah, something paranormal is happening here, and I'm having a lovely time, to be honest. 
Captain Samara comes over and while you're talking, she says, look, how did you end up in the prison? We were on the ghost train on the pier. Then this big purple light came and then we were in the prison. When you say purple light, she looks worried. She said, did you, what do you mean a purple light? Was there someone there? Was there? No. I think Tommy here stuck his screwdriver in it (laughs) and wiggled it about. (laughs) (laughs) Fixed it. (laughs) Yeah, I fixed it. It certainly does, you know, take you from one place to another place, that's for sure. But Now we're all ghosts. <laughs> now we're all dead, probably. <gasps> so. are, are you dead, Captain? <laughs> she says, no. I mean, you you literally stopped me from dying. <laughs> she says, you're mm, not dead either. That's true. And she sort of pats herself down and says, no, no, we're definitely alive. <laughs> and she says, look, I, I haven't got answers for you. I mean, I... I'm just a ship's captain, but there's, there's people back at the bay that we can speak to about this if you want to. We might be able to get to the bottom of it. That would be great. I want to go to a pub. Yeah. Is there a pub? <laughs> <laughs> to I be fair, a, I could I do a with drink. a strong drink. Yeah, Hayden let's go. Knows what's going Where's Spoons? <laughs> she, right, says, go to the she says, of course, of course there's a pub. Isn't that right? And all of the crew go, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and they all just start singing. <laughs> 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 some drunken pirate noises here just the guys. so you head off towards the island that Samara's pointed out to you that she says is called Hope's Bay takes you about another hour to sail there and as you, as you arrive it's this bright spring morning and the sun sun shining in a clear blue sky and you sail around into this sort of uh, this natural harbour which is created by uh, sloping green hills and there's kind of a number of jetties running out from a white sandy beach into the calm clear blue water of the bay there's a large stone circle atop the hill on the far side of the harbour kind of looks like Stonehenge that kind of thing and then up onto the right hand side of the harbour there's sort of the ruins of what looks like quite a big fortification sort of overlooking the harbour entrance can I um can I roll perception on the because I've got this danger sense thing can I as we're going past the ruins can Mm. I just see if I sense anything uh yeah they're quite a long way away but you can have a go yeah yeah um, 16. 16. So you don't feel anything dangerous about them oh, at okay, all. But cool. you, as, as you kind of focus on them, you hear like on the wind, like the clanging of steel against steel. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. So as you pull into the harbour, there are two other quite big boats like yours that are sort of moored in the harbour. Um, and then there's quite a few. What like, are they little, called? <laughs> uh, I don't know. What do, you, what do you want to call them? I don't know. Big ship. Big ship. Little ship. <laughs> there's a third one, actually, and it's called... <laughs> Medium ship. So, the, yeah, so big ship is in the harbour. And <laughs> what, do you, what do you want to name the other one? Clementine's Revenge. Clementine's Revenge. Okay, cool. I'm really glad I'm having to keep track of all this total fucking bullshit. So there's two, there's, there's two like galleons in the harbour. One is called Big Ship. One is called Clementine's Sounds Revenge. Sounds like a, a craft cider, and I would love some. <laughs> And there's a number of like small sloops and schooners just kind of sailing about. Uh, and then ahead of you, you can see a small town kind of built around the harbour and some fields and farmland beyond. And as you round the headland into Hope Bay, the refugees on board the ship all start cheering. And as you kind of come in to one of the docks, you can see there's a crowd of people jostling and waiting to see who's aboard the ship. And people who recognise each other start calling out to friends and family that they've been separated from as you, as you pull into the harbour. That's lovely. Can I talk about my star map that I've made? Mm, yeah. So while while we were waiting, Cassandra sits down and gets out a flat quartz crystal that she has in her pocket and she carves a constellation into it. Um, And when you shine a light for it, the constellation kind of comes out. 
and then yeah amazing. she can use that for other magical things awesome. so did you do that overnight while they were sleeping yeah so while everyone was sleeping she did a little bit of meditating but had no hit points taken off so it was okay, absolutely cool. fine amazing <laughs> so, so you've now got this star map and what can you do what can you do with it i can do a guidance cantrip and i can do guiding bolt Ooh. but does it help us navigate at all it's just a focus for my spells okay cool yeah. I think we might use it in a kind of nautical navigating sense as well. Yeah, because like I have a map of the stars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I mapped out the stars that were above us while we were sailing along. Right, so does anyone want to do anything else before we get down off the ship? London's going to wave at the families <laughs> on the beach, <laughs> thinking that they, they want to see us. Like, being a, like a queen's wave. I think they're waving back. I think I think this is pretty joyous. I think um, so. Captain Samara had been missing, but you know they've been gone for quite a long time, and the fact that all these, all these refugees have turned up, I think it's a pretty joyous. Scene. So I think they just kind of wave back happily, just like, yeah, there's more of us. This is nice. What is that guy wearing? Doing my helmet on. <laughs> Space helmet. Who are you wearing? <laughs> NASA. <laughs> Yes, wonderful. So, uh, Captain Samara, what, once you pull into the dock and everyone's kind of tied off and done all of their sailory things. Spoken <laughs> <laughs> like a true sailor. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the detail that makes it, you know. It's, it's, the, way yeah. I, it's the way I create an image for, for the listener. <laughs> Captain Samara kind of says, uh, come with me. So she jumps down and she goes running over to these two men who are stood on the dock who are both kind of smiling. And there's a guy who looks similar to Samara. He's absolutely, he's enormous. He's got a huge beard and long black braided locks. And she goes running up and he picks her up in the air. He goes, oh, Samara, <laughs> I thought I lost you. And he, and he squeezes and squeezes her. And she, uh, she hugs crying. him back. <laughs> and then there's a small elvish man stood next to the other man. And he's smiling as well. And he says, put, put her down, dear. <laughs> nice, nice. He, he puts her down. She pulls her up. She goes, come, come, come meet my brother. Come meet my brother. So this is her brother, Sansa. And she's Samara. And they're twins. Oh, that's Aww. awesome. And the kind of, um, the small, quiet, elvish man is Petron. And that's Sansa's husband. Oh, lovely. Aww. So uh, Sansa says to you, she said, well, if you, you save my sister, you can have your free lodgings at my tavern. Best pub on the island. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Lovely. Oh, and Petra lovely. says, there are only two pubs on the island. <laughs> <laughs> and Sansa says, yeah, but the other one's shit. <laughs> what is uh, the name of your establishment? Ooh. Okay, so the naming convention for all taverns, inns, pubs and speakeasies will be that you guys come up with a name for it. And then also, because there are so many musicians, I've got this table of musical genres and adjectives um, I thought we could roll on the table discern the vibe of the <laughs> establishment from the table and, and give it a name but I don't know what order you want to do it in. Like we could name it and then do the music or you could do the music and then derive the name from the uh, yeah, genre I think type doing, of music yeah. doing the music, music and then yes. choosing the okay. name from it I got really carried away writing the genres and stuff out I ended <laughs> up writing so 30 yeah, <laughs> yes. there isn't a D30 um, dice uh, can you imagine what a flex that would be so to Dungeons and Dragons games with D thirty? <laughs> <laughs> but there's dice rolling app. If someone's happy to like get an app up on their on their phone, if you type into Google, just like roll a D thirty. So you need to roll two D thirties and give me each number, and I'll tell you the vibe. Right, two. Yep. And twenty seven. Okay, so the vibe of the music in this pub is wounded emo. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god! Oh my god! It's everything I dreamed. Yeah. <laughs> or just emo? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm worried. That's like that. I'm not sure that works. No, is it's it? just extra it's just emo. Yeah, yeah. Extra. Yeah. Yeah. just extra yeah. emo. Yeah. I'm Santa. Suddenly got a black fringe. I'm really excited. <laughs> what about? Gerard's way is that Gerard's way. Gerard's way. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Gerard's Gerard. Do you guys like Gerard's way? Gerard's yeah. way. Yeah, it we'll sort of it. sounds like an actual pub name. I yeah. feel like. Yeah. 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 Wounded emo Gerard's way. It's really bad because I've already decided Sansa's character to be like really super in the now character. You say he's leased it. it out to someone. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you're just being Jack's vision that he just really fucking loves miserably. <laughs> yeah. music. I love makes, the idea makes him just, really happy. Have you heard this one? <laughs> 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 So, so sad. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, "When you're ready, come find me at the Gerard's Way." He's <laughs> 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 the, the blackest, hardest part in all the Island of Hope's Bay. <laughs> <laughs> they head off with Captain Smart together, and uh, Captain Smart turns around and she says, "Oh, here you go," and she gives you this map that they're giving out to awesome. all refugees, which is a, a map wow. of map Dungeon of the Master island. Is, is giving us a beautifully illustrated map. Yeah, so the mm. map will be a link in the description to the map, and you'll be able to you'll be able to see it. Amazing, so beautiful. Cool. Captain Samara, when she gives you the map, she says, "Me, me, and Sansa don't know anything about other worlds or ghosts or things, but the council are meeting tomorrow, and I can bring you to meet them. I'm on the council. You know, you may as well just just stay with Sansa for the night, Hello. and I'll come get you tomorrow morning." Sounds good. That sounds yeah. delightful. Thank you, Captain. She says, "No, thank thank you." And then she does a little pixie kick. And they all walk away <laughs> together <laughs> in her jolly boots. What a lovely, the other lovely pub should be like the opposite, where it's a really sad person, but it has a really upbeat age. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes, <laughs> yes, techno, yes, techno yes, pub. yes. Yeah, techno. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, you, look, you can go and find the other pub if, if, if you want to go find the shit pub before you go to stay the night at the good pub. I kind of want to go to some shops. Yeah. I, I want to have an explore. Can we go to the pub now, please? <laughs> I could have a nice gin and tonic. Yes. Yeah, let's go. Have a northern snake bite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think they'll do that here. I don't. It's your opinion. <laughs> Can be anything. <laughs> so what? What's the plan, gang? We're going to the Gerard's way. You're going to Gerard's way. We should go to the Gerard's yeah. way. It's cool. been a long. It's been a long day. So you you walk up the jetty um, onto the docks, and the Gerard's way is on the docks. It's just, so it's this big stone built building. You can see it's quite new. Most of the buildings around are new, but there are older ruins, sort of dotted in between. Gerard's Way looks like probably the sturdiest, best-built building here, actually, and it's kind of four floors, and there's balconies on the front of all, all the floors as well. There's a, a sign outside that says black with a, a white skull painted on it, and the skull's crying, and it's, and it's got a fringe. And it says, yes. uh, and it says ye olde, in, in ye olde type, Gerard's Way. On, on the just trying to pull from all the, my emo stuff from when I was a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> Clutching the straws. Yeah. Yeah. This is not my area <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I am thrilled okay let's go in is Sansa with us uh, no they, they've gone ahead you guys were sort of chatting on the docks so you go through the door to the Gerard's way and there's Gerard's way ambient music playing in the back <laughs> <laughs> Our from 
This music is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing the music when it comes. So there's Gerard's Way music playing in there and when you go in sort of everything is black you know there's like there's black flags hanging from the ceiling and the wind the windows are all covered with thick black curtains it looks inside. like they've had some sort of parade <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's a person standing behind the bar and they're wearing a full black trench coat um, with like white buttons on it <laughs> yes that is a lovely trench coat <laughs> what have you got and they just go is it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, what can I have a drink? <laughs> Are you sure we're not in Brighton? <laughs> when they just they just roll their eyes and turn on their Cuban hill, they turn and they just point at the drink selection behind them and shrug. <laughs> I will have an apple sours, please. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely do that, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> do we have money to pay for this, by the way? Um, or is Santa just giving Cassandra's us... Cassandra's got a fuck ton of money because she found that oh, thing, didn't she, of gold? Nice. Okay, I'm, cool. assu- I'm assuming we get some drinks for free for saving yeah. the system. Yeah, drink tokens. Uh, the person said, they say, uh, yeah, like, uh, Santa says that like you guys can just have whatever you want That's for, like, lovely. saving his sister and stuff, whatever. I will also have some scampy fries. Thank you. I Fuck. <laughs> he brings scampy fries over and they're just dead fish in a bowl. <laughs> Delicious. And two Stellas, please. <laughs> he says, like, what's, is that just beer? That's a Stella, yes. Yeah. So he goes over to a big barrel and it's, it's marked grog. And he pulls you, he pulls you off these two big pints of this, of this grog and uh, hands it over to you. Tastes exactly like home. <laughs> um, Rowena. He says, do you, what, you all want drinks? <laughs> what's, what is your name, my dear? You have a lovely establishment here. Absolutely delightful. Says, oh, I don't really believe in names. <laughs> I see. <laughs> well, um, you can call me Barman. Bar- barman. Bar. But no. <laughs> I will call you Bar. Does Bar work? <laughs> I don't really go by these long official names, and I feel like we're friends here already. So. <laughs> He, look, he looks you dead in the eye and says, everyone's friends in Gerard's way. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Um, one of your finest gin and tonics for me, please, darling. And uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't react anyway. He just turns and starts pouring you a drink. And when he turns around, the gin and tonic is black. And the ice cubes are shaped like little skulls. <laughs> <laughs> Delightful. Oh Thank you. That's my dream gin and tonic. Yeah, we could yeah. That sounds fucking amazing. We should start amazing. this. Uh, we just walked into my dream. <laughs> <laughs> you, you rolled for it. The fates gave you this. Yeah. I'm so emo, I've actually rolled this myself. Yeah. You've manifested. Yeah, you know, when I put emo universe. on the list, I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't because I don't really know anything about emo, but oh, I'll do it anyway. Oh, mate. You just got, you've got to look back and remember what I was like in my teens. I'm doing my best. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have bats drawn on my face. <laughs> So stood by the bar, there's some people playing darts, and the dartboard is uh, is all black and white as well. But they're throwing the darts; they're so lackluster that they're just hitting the floor. <laughs> the floor in front of the dartboard is like full, full of pinholes. And there's a band playing in the corner that they're providing the ambient music. Most of the tables are full up with people, and there's lots of kind of like refugees and people pouring in who you saw down the dock, like reuniting. And so the mood is actually like really jubilant with, with the people, but 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 just not the but. Yeah, so it's creating a, a lovely contrast. Um, Rowena's also just going to sit in a table off refugees. Okay, cool. So you can join some people. Yeah, 
Let's go sit down. Just yeah. to say anything here. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Slurp on my drink. Uh, barman, may I have an espresso martini, please? <laughs> Did you say espresso? No. <laughs> <laughs> We're not falling to that level. <laughs> Actually, yeah. maybe we're. <laughs> he says, uh, and he looks at you and he just goes, <laughs> That's not how you say it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, an, an espresso oh, and a cappuccino. How do you say it? An americana, <laughs> a ristretta. I just want a fucking espresso martini. It's been a long fucking day. Please, I just need some caffeine, please. Cool. So they they do have coffee in this bar. So he gets you an espresso martini. <laughs> it's served in a skull. Ooh. <laughs> an actual skull. What Human skull? Uh, let's roll for it. Yeah. <laughs> roll for skull. Roll for skull. Oh. It's, a, it's a raven. It's a raven. You drink it through Emo. the beak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like the right way to drink from a raven skull. Yeah. Espresso. That's weird. Espresso is weird. <laughs> to be fair, though, <laughs> like, if, espresso. if you've never ordered it... <laughs> so is espresso. They're both weird. You would just never... Like, I've never ordered an espresso before. <laughs> I, so I wouldn't know. Know. I don't know. I don't know. I've said it so We've many times now. Time. Time. So <laughs> while you're all talking about how to pronounce this coffee, <laughs> oh, no. and like a swing door opens behind you, and this... Um, <laughs> and this, uh, this tiny little halfling walks out and he's he looks quite old like maybe he's in in about his 70s and uh he's wearing a pair of leather trousers and like cuban heels he's wearing nothing on his upper body <laughs> hello daddy and he's got <laughs> really heavy black eye makeup <laughs> against a white painted face <laughs> like, like tom cruise and rock of ages and all, <laughs> like gene simmons and his gray hair's got all like black dye through it it's kind of dribbling down his head as he kind of works his sweaty shift <laughs> he shuffles over to you with uh, a tray of keys on it and he goes uh here's your room keys and puts them on the table and then shuffles <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He, he stops, as you think, but he doesn't turn around and he pauses for a moment and then he carries on again. <laughs> <laughs> He's a strange character. <laughs> Interesting encounter. Got some stories to tell, I'm sure. Can I roll perception and see what else is going on in the pub besides from the darts and uh, see if there's any fights going to happen? Yeah. Right, so, yeah, roll, roll, uh, roll perception for me. From the point of view of wanting a fight, because I've had two beers. <laughs> Uh, I got a 10. A 10. With a 10, looking around, everyone sort of seems pretty happy. You can't see anyone looking for a fight. But as you're looking around, you do suddenly see someone sitting on a bar stool. They're incredibly short and they're wearing a green tartan suit and they've got a white pencil moustache and slip back white hair and um, they're holding a briefcase and you notice them because they're staring directly at you and smiling. How are they smiling? Like creepily or friendly? Like I'd say managing to do both. <laughs> That's the worst And the code. moment you make <laughs> eye contact with them, they jump down off their stool, which is quite a long way for them because they're very short. And they come <laughs> shuffling over carrying their suitcase. Are we in, so we're in a group? You still sat around a table yet? This, you've just had your keys delivered. I'm not actually you've sat, I'm dancing. You're dancing. But okay. I'm, I'm with everybody. I think I'm just concerned for Porkchop's well-being during this whole time. You can get Porkchop a little bowl of water if you want. Yes, also. I get Porkchop a little bowl Does of water. Does he like espresso martinis? <laughs> <laughs> he likes espresso martinis. <laughs> when you say espresso, the pig looks at you like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I will fucking eat you. <laughs> Uncultured swine. Sorry. Swine. This sort of swarthy-looking gnome little character doesn't break eye contact with you the whole time, Tommy, as he comes over and he puts his suitcase up on the table and he goes, "Wow." <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. And we got some heroes here, I understand. <laughs> Tommy oh. literally gets up and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you going, Sam? Where are you going? Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't you want to have a look in my bag? <laughs> He's fully gone. <laughs> uh, Rowia walks over and was like, hello, child. It, he he, tur- he <laughs> turns to the rest of you and he goes, oh, I'm no child, darling. I've been around the block. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Please forgive me. Because word, word on the street is you're a uh, you're a bunch of heroes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your name, son? He goes, my name. Oh, my name is Sydney Smythe, purveyor of rare oddments <laughs> and trinkets. And uh, he goes, my uh, I do love I do love to tend to heroes. <laughs> Heroes just like yourselves. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> How might we help you, Mr. Smith? Well, I saw I saw you sitting here and I thought that group of heroes, they deserve reward. And I heard what happened with old Captain Samara mind. Oh, I heard. Because <laughs> I thought they're in they're in need of a reward. Just a little summon. Just a little summon from Sydney Sack. <laughs> <laughs> all free mind, all above board. <laughs> All right, sitters, I'll have a go. <laughs> oh, I knew you were game, I knew it! And so he, he opens up this bag, and it, and inside it, it's sawdust, basically. It's, it's like in the school fate, Lucky Dip. There's sawdust, and you can see, like, different bits of gaudy wrapping paper, like, poking out. And he says, go on, have a rummage. London proceeds to rummage <laughs> in the bag. So as as you put your hand in, you realise that this bag is much deeper than it appears, and you, you, you feel like you... Feel like you you know, like your hand will be coming out under the table, but you just, it's not. You're just going deeper and deeper into just his sack. deeper and deeper into the sack, yes. <laughs> he's looking at you really intensely, like he's just staring directly into your eyes. Uh, <laughs> I, um, London keeps going deeper. Right, I've got a table here, so let's roll. Roll a d12 for me, please. Yeah. I have rolled a four. A four. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> As your your hands in the bag, suddenly you feel like something grab your arm. <laughs> And it's and you can't you can't pull it out. Oh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and as as Swank grabs your arm, Sydney goes. <laughs> I want to get off. Yeah. <laughs> I come over and like get ready to hit Sydney Smythe in the face because I think something fucking weird's going on. As you come over, Sydney holds his hand up at you, and you feel your whole body lock up and freeze. <gasps> and Sid- Sydney looks at you and he goes, "There's no turning back now, my boy. <laughs> Just hold oh still." And then the bag begins to glow with this green light and you hear this kind of humming, buzzing sort of sound. And it only lasts for a few seconds and then it stops. You've been trying to pull your arm and you're sort of flying backwards out. And when you look at your arm, you've got this tattoo of like a giant squid monster now all up your forearm and it's moving. It's like swimming around your arm. And Sydney goes, oh, the eldritch kraken! Right, Sydney, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what it is, my boy, is perfect. <laughs> so basically, this tattoo, it makes your unarmed strikes magical and gives you a plus one. So if you're attacking an Ooh. enemy that can only be hurt by magic, your unarmed strikes are now magical. That's and you have this thing awesome. called Eldritch Maul. So as a bonus action, you can empower the tattoo for one minute for the duration of this time. Whether it's a weapon or an unarmed, a target within 15 feet of you, you can send inky tendrils out towards the target cool. and hit them for one d6 of force damage. Sick. I nearly ordered a kraken at the bar. This <laughs> not really related. Instead, you had fucking espresso. Cool. It's called a kraken. Martini. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. uh, as you do that, uh, a song with a giant fringe walks past, and they look at it and go, "That's so cliche." <laughs> <laughs> 
does he also have a squid tattoo on his <laughs> yeah does yeah. he have a star and an anchor yeah. <laughs> and a feather <laughs> so Sydney goes oh lovely anyone else anyone else for a rummage in Sydney sacks can I unfreeze now yeah you are you unfreeze the moment that London pulls down like you un, you unfreeze okay cool okay yeah I'll have a little rummage Sydney yeah. please he goes oh go on get those get those arms in there girl get them right in <laughs> don't hold back <laughs> just got a four again shall I roll again no no, that's fine because oh, okay. the way the dice works we can uh, overdo that so you you put your hand in and you have a rummage around I'm hoping for sick ink as well by the way okay so Sydney goes oh sick ink let's see what we've got in here <laughs> and uh, as you rummage you, so you land on something it feels like a long square box and you, you pull it out and it's wrapped in silver wrapping paper and as you unwrap it Sydney laughs he goes mm, sick ink <laughs> and it's a box it's got a pen and a paintbrush in it and a selection of pigments. This is genuinely what you rolled. So you've got Knowles' Marvellous Pigments. So basically this lets you paint or draw items in the world that should then come to life. Ooh. Fuck off, that's insane. So you can't create elemental things and you can't make living things. But say, for instance, there's a wall and you can't get through it, you can paint a door and the door will now open. Awesome. And things like that. Okay, cool. And you genuinely rolled that whilst also saying you wanted to gink, so that worked really well. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> so sits and he goes, oh, you'll be painting up a stool, my love. You could do a still life of me if you fancy <laughs> <laughs> I'll see how many apple sours I can get down me we'll <laughs> catch you later it's all classy lady <laughs> anyone else for the sacks yes please sir I would love to rummage your sack <laughs> oh you're a game bird <laughs> <laughs> I am <laughs> All right, roll six. Six. Okay, cool. So you're you're rummaging around in the bag, and as you do, you feel this suction around your hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like kind of <laughs> on your hands, and it feels really weird. But when you pull your hands out, they look exactly the same, but they feel different. And Sydney goes, "Oh, my first pair! <laughs> <laughs> what have you got there, my girl?" And he looks around like either side before he says, "He goes, that's my first pair of thievery gloves. That is." <laughs> Board. I've been using it for parlour games, fun and games, fun and games. Nothing dodgy, yes, but you can steal anything with those. <laughs> so you are now wearing a pair of gloves, Excellent. but those gloves are invisible. Ooh, but okay. while you're wearing them, you have plus five bonus to all sleight of hand checks and Ooh. all dexterity checks. Especially when trying to pick locks or pick pockets. Is that plus five on top of my already existing slide of hand? So it's plus five on top of what you've already got. Oh, six. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, sir. This will come so You're very handy. welcome. Anything, <laughs> anything for a hero. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who's next? Who's next? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sydney, I would love to rummage in your bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he looks you up and down and he just goes, Oh, you are a big boy. <laughs> Get your yourself in there see what you pull out <laughs> a two a two <laughs> oh okay oh this is this is perfect <laughs> so you're reaching around in the bag and as you you stop on a certain moment, as you do pork chop kind of makes a little squealing noise and like nuzzle nuzzles into your side <laughs> like it, you feel like it's an affirmative squeal <laughs> And Sydney Smythe goes, oh, listen to the critter. <laughs> he knows. Animal instincts. Mm. <laughs> what you pull out the bag is a smaller looking bag. And he goes, oh, you've got your own bag of tricks. 
Not as good as mine. Not as good as mine, mine. But it's nice. It's special. So there's bag of tricks. Basically, there's these like little fuzzy objects inside. And once a day, you pull an ob- one of these fuzzy balls out and you throw it like a Pokemon, basically. Oh, my God. And you roll a dice. And then depending what number you get is what animal that thing turns into. Oh, my into. God. That's perfect. It, you can use it like a, like a pet and it can fight with you. Or oh you can God, use things. And then it kind of disappears um, after a while. Thank you, strange small man. <laughs> You're so welcome. Any more for any more? I'll have a go. <laughs> okay, strange one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, yeah, Cassandra delicately puts her hand in, but only like in the top. She doesn't want to go in too far. Okay, so if you, if you roll. Three. I got a three. Three. Oh, God, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Honestly, like you're going to see as well that you genuinely roll these things because they've got the numbers written <laughs> next to them. So just in the top, you can see you can see a little box that's wrapped. You've been given so many of these in your life, you know that that is a pack of cards. So you just pull it out of the top. And he goes, oh, gambler, are we? <laughs> he goes, I think this will suit you down to the ground, my strange lovely. So you've got the deck of illusions, which is a full deck of cards. And basically you can pull a card, draw it. You can only draw it at random and we roll for it or we use an actual deck of cards and we shuffle it once you draw on the card and used it it's gone but it becomes an illusion so for instance like if you draw an ace of hearts the illusion of a giant red dragon appears oh, that's perfect if you draw a two of spades oh a goblin appears there's all rules about illusions but basically yeah that it's really cool nice Amazing. so yeah you've got another deck of cards to add to your cards love a deck of cards why thank you friend he's all you're very welcome my hero Tommy has been leaning near the darts players trying to be manly. <laughs> he's seen people get shit. Uh, so he's going to walk over and just shove his hand in <laughs> without even looking at the guy. <laughs> so can you make a deck save for me, please? 19 altogether. A 19. Okay, so you lean in and you start to like fall into the bag. <laughs> but shit. with a 19, you ma- you manage to right yourself. So he goes, oh, you cheeky beggar! <laughs> <laughs> and you're kind of bent over and he gives your bum a little spank <laughs> um, while you're bent over. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Cassandra just gives Ada a little, a little smirk. <laughs> Tommy doesn't not like it. <laughs> he just doesn't know what to do with it. He goes, go on then, get in there. All right. (laughs) None none of that. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, ten. Ten. Okay, cool. So you come up and you're like spitting out sawdust and, and things. <laughs> and you've got this, it looks like a jewellery box like with a bow on it. And when, when you open it, there's just a pearl on a chain. And he goes, oh, fetching, Phil, suit you. <sighs> and that's a pearl of power. So you can use it to regain a spended spell slot, basically. Nice. Tommy just puts it in his pocket. <laughs> Disregards. He goes, oh, no, no, my love. You got to wear it. You got to yeah. flaunt it. You got it, flaunt it. All right. Uh, As he says, you, right. go to, you go to put your hands in your pocket, but you realise it's not there anymore, and it's in Sydney's <laughs> hands. And he puts it over your head, and as he does so, he does a gentlest of kisses on your forehead. <laughs> He's standing on the table as he does it, and he looks back at you, and he sort of pats down your shirt. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Tommy Cox like clears his throat and just walks over to the darts again. <laughs> I turn to Cassandra. I'm like, this guy is a fucking legend. How <laughs> <laughs> do you say that? He claps his hands together and goes, Right, my lovely heroes, be seeing ya. And he, he jumps down off the table and before he's hit the ground, he's disappeared. <gasps> and you get weird. the impression that no one else in the Gerard Way saw Sydney at all. <laughs> did you guys did see the, that small man? Yes, he was here. 
This, this is real. Yeah, my, look at he this. gave me this tattoo. My hands feel different, but I can't see anything. I have a bag of tricks. <laughs> <laughs> you do. <laughs> Lovely. And Tommy, you look as dapper as ever. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. I like your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I grew them myself. <laughs> I think he liked you, Tommy. Yep. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Tommy is sexually confused. Yeah. <laughs> He's just sipping his beer. <laughs> Just staring into the distance. <laughs> I'm just playing darts, all right? Can we just leave it? <laughs> I'm on my fourth apple sours and I'm having a lovely time. <laughs> Are you just drinking shots of apple sours? Yeah. <laughs> just straight, straight the bottle. Yeah. Apple sours. Yeah, I said, barman, give me the bottle. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. Okay. Could everybody make a perception check for me, please? There better be a fucking hooded figure in the corner. <laughs> Smoking a pipe. Just his eyes. Yeah. 17. 17. I got 14. Basically, anyone who got over 15. I got 19. So all of you. It sounds like all of you, basically. Oh, sorry, Bear. No. So Bear and Tommy are engrossed in the darts, presumably? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll go there. But those who still sat at the table. What a donate No one knows what you're talking about. No. <laughs> so while the darts are playing, the band start playing a wounded emo version of the Bullseye theme tune. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Like Bullseye, I guess. And someone comes out, it looks exactly like Jim Bowen, but in full emo makeup. <laughs> <laughs> just commentating on the darts, which is still all just landing lustily in the floor. Before. And he's wearing the tightest jeans you will ever see. Yeah. <laughs> With rips on them. Yeah, just rips on the knees. Yeah. belt. So, those who oh, show the table, you see a hooded figure. <gasps> you just suddenly get the impression that they're watching you. What do you want to do about it? I'm going to say, what the fuck are you on? <laughs> <laughs> I was maybe going to suggest we follow them quietly. <laughs> I've got reckless attack. <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. Unfortunately, Ada does not do things quietly. So Ada's just started a fight with a stranger in the pub. Yep. As usual Friday night. Hashtag no regrets. You can't see anything un- under their hood. Their face is completely covered. Dementor, dementor. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and yeah, they float Happy towards you. <laughs> I like to think it's like a checkerboard hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> With just a fringe coming out. No, that's why this person stands out, because they're like, they're, they're more goth than emo. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Fucking poser. <laughs> Can we do a vibe check? Can I do a vibe check? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happens? What happens? Well, um, I mean, rather than having some carefully crafted interaction, which <laughs> might have been planned or not, you've spooked the shit out of them. They, uh, they turn and duck away and head towards the door. Oh, I'm the going with them. I'll follow. Okay, cool. Yes. If you all make a dexterity, dexterity rolls for me, please. I got a perfect 20. Got a perfect Ooh. 20. Natural 20? Natural, Natural 20. 20. Yeah, 14. I got an 8. I got 18. So the person is super stealthy, but no one's stealthier than London Cool. <laughs> How did you know my catchphrase? <laughs> That's on your business cards. Yeah. It's fucking no. Oh, you sneak yeah. around Brighton like putting them in people's pockets. <laughs> And That's no one's great. ever caught you yet. Yeah. <laughs> or called you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like catching smoke. <laughs> <laughs> she's smoking the bare hands. 
So this figure goes darting for the door, and London, you manage to swoop through the crowd, dodging nimbly, and you grab hold of the back of their cloak. As you do, you feel like take the clasp of the neck, and the cloak pulls away, and you fall backwards, and you see a figure with long white hair from behind you. See them, and they jump over the balcony and off. Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> they were pretty sprightly. Right. I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> Did anyone else of us see the figure, like, without the cloak? No, only London saw them without the cloak. But okay. you all saw London, like, run and grab them. Yeah. Guys, I couldn't catch them. I've got their cloak. I saw long white hair. Was it like, what? How, how long was the hair? Was it beautiful? It was glorious. Glowing. It was very long. Like Gandalf, but nimble. <laughs> 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 I'm like a nimble Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> Rowena, can you go out and see if you can catch yes, them? Yes, I absolutely can. Rowena will go to the balcony, see cool. have a little peer. Yeah, do you want to do like an investigation check to sure see if you can, can see anything? I got a seven. Seven. So with a seven, you can make out some footprints in the sand heading towards the forest, but you can't see anybody at all. Okay. I can see footprints leading to the forest, <laughs> but no one else. Let's go. <laughs> I'm on one. I love your energy. <laughs> can I have a little rummage in the cloak? Is there anything? Is yeah. There pockets yeah. in it? Yeah. So you have a rummage about in the cloak. There's nothing at all but just on the inside of the cloak there's sewn like an insignia and it's glowing it's kind of iridescent it's like an arrow like an upwards arrow like an A without the cross cross beam in it but the, the arrow sides are sort of curved upwards to a point that's inside the cloak but as you look at that that curved arrow in the cloak the arrow starts glowing whiter and whiter and whiter and then the whole cloak starts glowing whiter in your hands and then it just disappears <gasps> Cassandra just walks over to the bar. <laughs> We've cut back. Another one. She's done. She's <laughs> done. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, Cassandra. I just thought he was looking at us funny and I'm sorry. It's sorry. okay, Ada. <sighs> sorry. I got a 20. <laughs> 180. The barman's sat at the bar and he's got a school compass and he's playing like five fingers. <laughs> 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 the bar with the school compass. Barman, oh do you know that person was have you seen them before i'm drunk <laughs> <laughs> he looks he like sighs and looks up and he's what person um he had like a hood on and he's white hair and he's gone now hey, Ada, Ada. <laughs> i'm just gonna sit can i have some water <laughs> <laughs> and with that you see the swing door open from the kitchen again and sansa walks through and he goes ah you look how do you like it? Absolutely love it. <laughs> Vibes in here are impeccable. <laughs> he goes, I know, it's confusing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I love how rude the staff are. It reminds me of home. <laughs> I thought I would escort you up to your rooms for the night. That would be great. Cool. Um, can I just quickly ask, do you know everyone who comes in here? He said, well, I, I know most people, yeah, because there's very few of us on the island. Anyone with a white hair? It seems everyone here is quite dark clothed, like their dark fringes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my crowd. <laughs> <laughs> All friends waiting to be made. <laughs> Yes, they seem to have disappeared rather quickly as we made eye contact and I just wanted to check if we... They just didn't really seem like they fitted in the crowd. See, uh, so. They're not a big one for eye contact, this bunch. <laughs> perhaps you're right, perhaps you're right. Okay. Is it? The, I'm sure it's nothing to worry about. I don't think it was eye contact. I think... <laughs> Ada here just wanted to make some friends. <laughs> I'm just um, oblivious and I'm just asleep again. <laughs> I'm like on, on Cassandra's shoulder, just like, yeah, drooling on her. Santa looks, she goes, come on, you lot need a rest. Follow me. <laughs> and he takes you up to your bedrooms for the night. Ah, oh, lovely. So you're happy to go to bed? 
Cassandra tucks Ada into yeah. bed and puts a little bowl next to her <laughs> oh, such a good and friend. then sits down and starts meditating. Cool. I should say that all the beds are four-posted with black velvet drapes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking amazing. Yeah, each one's got like a different animal skin rug. <laughs> There's suits of armor and shit. Like it's just, it's you know, it's like sleeping in the fucking haunted mansion. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly he goes, "Aren't they lovely? <laughs> I got you the coziest sweets." <laughs> Delightful, thank you. Can't wait to get get to bed. I just want to check in with Sansa about the insignia before we go to bed because it's really fresh. Like London's freaking out. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. I just want to like take him aside and be like, like, I just need to. Yeah, yeah, cool. Sansa, the the long haired person, the long white haired person. They had a uh, an insignia with an A on a cloak, sloped up as arrows. Are you familiar with this? Oh, oh. Well, can you draw it for me? I sure can. (laughs) (laughs) So he gives you uh, some parchment and a pen, Mm. and you draw it on the parchment. But as you draw it nothing happens so he takes a pen from you and he goes oh bloody thing and he sort of shakes it and licks it and he starts scribbling on the paper and it works again so he hands it back to you again to draw it again mm. do you want to draw it again yes so as you draw it nothing <laughs> happens again darn it <laughs> and he looks a bit scared at that point he goes mm, maybe best uh, speak to the council about this as well so because this is this is beyond me I can get you a sandwich though <laughs> <laughs> what kind of sandwich <laughs> I'll, I'll do you the special. That sounds great. What's, what's the special? He goes, oh, you're going to love it. And he wanders off whistling the Black Parade to himself, <laughs> but in a really jaunty way. <laughs> you all done for the, everyone going to bed? Meditate? Yes. yes. I'm going to stand outside waiting for my sandwich. Wait outside my room very patiently. Rowan <laughs> is hanging off the uh, poster like a bat for some reason. <laughs> yeah, okay. Just get just, into the vibe. Just get into the vibe, yeah. It's just what, what the room does. Bear yeah. tucks pork chop into the bed and sleeps on the floor because it's too small for him there is my favourite (laughs) Tommy's naked and thinking long and hard about what happened (laughs) he's long and hard is he (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) Cassandra is going to stay in the room with Ada to make sure she's okay thanks chum it's a usual Friday night for these two (laughs) Ada starts to fight then passes out (laughs) So you all drift off to sleep slash meditate with the sound of the kind of emo band playing away downstairs and the refugees getting increasingly sort of more drunk and, and merry. So it's the next morning. It's another lovely sunny day in the Gerrard's way. <laughs> <laughs> Beams of light pierce through the shadowy, dusty, cobwebbed-infused bar. And Captain Samara has come to pick you up. And she's walking with you to the council building, which is just down the road. You can see it. And it's sort of a big, newly built wooden palisade fort building. It's huge. It's a really big building, basically. And as she's walking you in, she says, uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you to meet the council today. Now, just, just be completely honest with them, okay? everyone here you know we've all come from crazy places you know no no one really knows where we're going but we're we're united together in our resistance so just just be honest tell them everything you know and we'll try and get you home sounds like a plan yes (laughs) yes so you go through these big wooden doors there's guards on either side and they usher you through and you're in this waiting foyer thing Captain Samara says look I'll I'll see you in there she runs off and goes through another door on on the other side of the hallway is there anywhere I can be sick is there like a plant pot (laughs) yeah there's a plant pot you can be sick in (laughs) 
Oh, sorry, guys. It feels a bit better. So, so you're sick of it. And there are guards in the room as well, and they're watching you, and they, they're not happy. Oh, but they're, so but they're being very professional about it. Green apples hours, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, God. It smells very apple oh. I've been there. Yeah, all, yeah. That was my 16th birthday. <laughs> I've had friends that have thrown it up, and it was still fizzy. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I've had fizzy luminous fizzy green sick. Fizzy green sick, yeah. I don't remember it, though. Oh. This is just what people told me a little like. As you're all reminiscing about this, the plant next to you, just, you can see it just in real time. Start to wilt and die. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. You just finished being sick, and then the big door opens. You hear a voice say, come in. Okay. <laughs> You go through this other set of big doors and you're you're now in a hall and there's a dais with five yeah with five five chairs on it and then there's a big map in front of them of the archipelago that you that you've seen you know you can see all the islands and, and the and the towers there's five people sat on these chairs and then there's a couple of benches for you guys to sit down on facing them bear stands because he's too big <laughs> cool. Cool. but he puts pork chop on the bench <laughs> <laughs> so pork chop sat on the bench Cassandra okay, goes cool. and sits next to pork chop and crosses her legs uh Rowena goes, sits next to Cassandra and crosses her legs the other way because she wants to look cool. (laughs) (laughs) I gingerly uh, sit down on a bench, just trying not to throw up again. Trying (laughs) so hard not to throw up again. In the chairs at the moment, there's only Captain Samara sat there. People are coming in from the back of the room and sitting on the chairs. And, and one person comes in, and it, it's a very old-looking elvish woman. And she's got long, silvery hair. Not, she's not nimble. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she looks over at you, Ada. Before she takes a seat, she comes wandering over, and she puts the back of her hand against your head. And she goes, heavy night, dear. <laughs> I was totally fucked. <laughs> <laughs> And she goes, sounds wonderful. <laughs> and she turns her hand round and, uh, and you feel this pulse of energy come out and you guys see this white light glare on your head and it courses through your body and you feel fine. Oh, wow. Thank you. She's got a little walkie stick and she says, you're very welcome, darling. And she wanders off back and sits in her seat. Sandra, did you see that? She's like Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> She's everything I want to be. (laughs) She's wearing this big green gown, but it's got flowers embroidered all over it, and she's got all flowers in her silvery hair as well, which is pretty cool. She goes and sits in one of the chairs. So these five people come in, and they sit in the chairs. You recognise Captain Samara, who sat on the far left of this group, and Captain Samara says, she talks very formally, and she says, "Uh, Council, may I present to you the, the people who saved me when I was in Palace Prison? She says, I brought them before you today because... Well, they don't know where they're from, and I wondered if we could help them. As the eldest of this group, <laughs> I just want to say how absolutely delighted we are to be on this island with you. And can I just say, Mother Nature, and I'm looking at the Elvish woman, Rowena's now convinced she's actually dead <laughs> and looking at the goddess herself. I'm just so glad to have seen this day, and thank you for healing my friend here. She says, oh, you're very, very welcome, dear. Very, very welcome indeed. I said, I'm not actually Mother Nature, though. Oh. She says, no. Oh, no. never mind then. I'm Mother Appleby. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a restaurant in America? <laughs> she says, oh, what, dear? <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> she says, I won't. <laughs> Fucking girls. <laughs> Don't worry. She says, perhaps... Perhaps we ought to introduce ourselves. She says, so, yes, I am Mother Appleby. I am the priestess of Liara. Do you worship Liara in your land? Mm. <laughs> no? No. She says, oh, 
She's great. She's the best. She's the bee's knees. <laughs> what does she do? She's, well, I mean, I'm not one to evangelize, but she's the goddess of joy. Oh. She's, what do you like doing? Um, singing. She goes, yeah, singing. Yes. Yes. Liara loves singing. La, 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 all day. <laughs> Lovely. Yes. Anything you like. That's Liara's bag. <laughs> loves it. So, uh, but in our temple here, we have room for all faiths. All faiths in the temple here, except, except, of course, for the cursed cult of the source. But do you have that in your land? No. Says, oh. Do you mean ketchup? <laughs> ketchup. <laughs> the what? Tomato sauce. Says, oh, no, not that sort of sauce. <laughs> she says, oh, yes, 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 <laughs> <silly> boy. Because <laughs> it's good, though. It's good. No one's made that joke before. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> and anything that, anything that sticks it to those... That was awful people. Awful. <laughs> and she says, but are you all are you all quite well, dears? She goes, other than the other than the party animal over there, she gives you a wink. <laughs> we are a bit confused where we actually are. Sir, yes, that's why I said, Well, I'm Mother Appleby. Um, have I said that? <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Twice. Oh, that's less than usual. <laughs> she says, I I am in charge of community for the council that's my job um and it's very lovely to meet you but although i'm afraid i don't think i'll be much help in finding where you've come from one of my other colleagues here is probably better at that wouldn't you think she looks over so captain samara says um she says what 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 about you silas and she looks towards the chair next to her and in that chair there's a very small tiny little gnome person and they're dressed almost exactly the same way as the gnome that you fought in the tower. Oh, dear. <laughs> and they look and they go, oh, Silas, master of whispers. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> <At> your service. <laughs> Did you cut that? Yes, Silas, master of whispers. <laughs> Romeo looks around very confused and it's just kind of like trying to just understand. <laughs> I understand you had a run-in with, with my old pal Horace. <laughs> Squiggly little fuck. <laughs> he spat on me. <laughs> yeah, that's Horace. <laughs> Have you been in touch with Horace recently? <laughs> <laughs> so they say, uh, no, but, um, you know, I've got my eyes and ears all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, okay, fair enough. Well, uh, we don't know that person. We've never met them. They say, oh, I think you did. <laughs> I think he exploded eggs. <laughs> no, that was that was someone else. It does not sound like us at all. Mm-hmm. I start, I take out a pointy shoe out of my pocket and start twiddling it. <laughs> Silas, she goes, "Oh, I like you." Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't keep anything from me, loves. So, so how did you get here? <sighs> Who wishes to tell the story? Tommy fucked us. <laughs> <laughs> we, he told us to get on the ghost train, and then we went through the portal on the ghost train in Brighton, not fucking Bright Elm. <laughs> and then we were in that that bloody big prison, which someone fucking locked us in. And now we're here. So I said, I heard you talking about portals. Is that right? Yes. That's one theory we have, yes. Mm. He looks pensive and he says, yeah, I've heard a bit about portals. <laughs> I've got a fella on the inside who's been talking about portals. 
But I'd need to get word to him. Take a few weeks, mind. Are they inside a portal themselves? They say no. No, he's on the inside, you know. He's working for us. Oh. Who exactly is us? Can we just get a bit of clarification on that? Because you, you're wearing things that look similar to other people we've met. And he says, ah, oh, you mean I'm dressed just like Horace. Nasty little shit. <laughs> <laughs> I suggest lots have happened to us in this past, well, 48 to some hours. <laughs> I can't quite tell anymore. It's been a long, long, long time. And I'm just finding it very hard to trust anyone at the moment, if I'm completely honest. I'm a fucking owl now. And <laughs> the first right. step is acceptance. <laughs> they say, good, good, good. Don't trust anybody. <laughs> I, I used to I used to be a spy, just like Horace. That's why we look the same. Yeah, I've got the spy's gab. I've got the spy's way. I work for the commander, but now I work for the resistance. And you'll just have to take my word for it. At, at that, there's a, a dwarf who sat next to Silas. And he says, uh, oh, for God's sake, Silas, just stop this nonsense, all right? <laughs> Sean Bean's on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and he goes... Look, the weird fucking spy gnome thing works for us, all right? And now you work for us as well, unless you want to go it alone against the governor, in which case I may as well just fucking kill you now. <laughs> all right, calm down, <laughs> bloody hell. What are you talking about killing us? Yes, all, all, all I'm saying is you're either with us or you're against us. Well, what are you for? What do you stand for? We stand for freedom. We stand for peace. We stand against the governor and the cult. Well, what's the governor done that's so bad? And, and that they all kind of balk. And Captain Samara tries to explain. She says again, they don't, they don't even know the governor. They don't know anything. We know nothing. The dwarf says, I was in the governor's army. I was one of his leaders. <laughs> <laughs> he says, you, what, you've never heard of the governor. You know nothing of the red cult. We're not from here. And he, that he just shrugs and looks annoyed. <laughs> He turns to a woman who sat in the centre chair and he says to her, Una, we're wasting our fucking time here. Una holds up a hand to silence him. She looks at you for a second. So Una is a human woman and she's quite a big, strong looking woman in sort of very simple clothes. And she says, you're not from here, are you? No. (laughs) I literally just said that to you. She said, okay. I mean, I'm I'm sort of obviously in charge of all of this. Uh, and, you know, the sarcasm, I could do with that. Like, it's, you're probably just tired. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> she says, look, I believe you. We've, we've seen the strangest things in the last few years. I, I'm ready to believe anything. And if, if they got through the beam, she says, looking at the others, then we know they don't mean us any harm. They saved Samara. I don't, I've got a good feeling about them. And then she looks to you and she says, look, I want to help you. We want to help you. But, I mean, you've seen how many people we're trying to help. You're just one group of them. So help us to help you. We need to know where you've come from. And Silas will start looking into that, won't you, Silas? And the little gnome just goes, yeah. (laughs) She says, in the meantime, while Silas is making his investigations, you can stay here, you can live with us, you can even help with the resistance. That would be really helpful because there's all sorts of help that's needed. And I promise you, we will do our best to find you a way home, to find out where your home even is. How does that sound? That sounds marvellous. Doesn't sound like we've got a choice, does it? Yeah. Can I just ask, where are you from? You look very much like us. We, what, well, what we used to look like. Yeah. <laughs> so she takes a, a deep sigh <laughs> and she says, uh, well, I'm, I'm from Brighthelm. Said I was, uh, yeah, I was just an ordinary person when I lived there. Until one day my son disappeared 
for speaking out against the governor. And then my husband went to the palace to try and find out what was going wrong, and then he disappeared. So at that point, I had enough. So I spoke to my friends who'd lost their sons and their daughters and their husbands, and we all went to the palace en masse. And, uh, well, I suppose I started a riot. He said, and uh, we were chased out of the city. Captain Samara here let me go on aboard her ship, and we fled. We were hunted down by the fleet, but somehow we found ourselves here. That was five years ago now, and we're the home of the resistance. Refugees join us every day from all over the world, fleeing from the tyranny of the governor. And we will build back, and we will fight back. And if you want to help us in that, then we can help you. Cassandra stands up. She has tears in her eyes. She says, I am always wanting to help people that are working for peace and freedom. And I will do anything I can to help you. She says, thank you, dear. My name is Una, and I am the head of the resistance here in the Bay of Hope. Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yes, Rowena's just sobbing now. She's just, just hiding behind her wing, crying. So with that, the dwarf speaks up again, and he, he says, OK, well, you're with us then. I'm Captain Drawback. And he looks at the weapons you've got with you, and he goes, and you aren't going to stab shit with those. <laughs> he goes, if you want to join us, you can fight. I understand you can fight. Can you fight? Yes! <laughs> Sometimes. He's, he says, right, well, you're going to need to get tooled up. And he, uh, he walks down to you and he hands, he hands you a piece of parchment. And he says, take this to the blacksmith down the road. Ask for Sonia. She'll know what to do. Thank you. Thank you very much for your help. Do you have any more questions or anything with it? Oh, oh, oh. Can I detect <laughs> magic in the room? Yeah, you can detect yes. magic in the room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was you, baby. You cast detect magic. Nothing happens. But like, you know, doesn't make any effect or anything when you do it. But as you do it, Mother Appleby kind of catches your eye and there does a little sort of wry smile as you cast the spell. <laughs> so uh, when you look, there's no, no magic around Silas, the little spy. There's Commander Drovak, the dwarf. His axe is glowing with this kind of red pulsating light oh. in the aura. Mother Appleby, her staff is glowing with like a, a golden, brilliant light. And as you look at it, you look up and she's looking at you, looking at it, and she gives a little like, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, Una has nothing magic about her at all. Some of the items you got from Sydney are kind of glowing away in people's pockets and about their person. Um, the thing that's giving off the strongest glow, though, is Captain Samara is wearing a, uh, like a green pendant. And you remember, actually, that Sansa was wearing the same pendant. And it's glowing with this, like, it's this kind of blue-green, like, you know when sunlight sh- uh, shafts through water? Yes. And it's glowing so brightly that you, you can't look at it. Ooh. Okay, all so right. So that's, the, that's the magic that you can detect in the room. I'm just going to take that and not say anything to anyone. <laughs> yeah, cool. Just admire. Awesome. I was going to offer up the stuff that I found when we were in the governor's bit. So I've got the, the handwritten papers, the bowl, cool. <laughs> the special bowl. Okay. And I was going to talk to them about the sigil on the cloak as well. Okay, so do you want to offer up the stuff first? Yeah. Cool, so you... you Pull those things out. When we were leaving the governor's prison, we found these in uh, one of the rooms there. These handwritten notes and this very special bowl. <laughs> Silas lets out like a little squeal and uh, jumps down from his chair. He goes, oh, you beauty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and he takes me, he goes, oh, yeah. He says, just leave these with me. I'll find out what's been going on. Little <laughs> pervert. I fucking love it. And they look very excited about the bowl and the papers. They'll definitely get back to you about oh, what's great. going on with those things. That was, uh, that was a good move. Cool. And the, the other thing, last night when we were in the, the Gerald's Way, someone was watching us and ran... And, uh, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go over this later, Ada. Um, <laughs> but um, I found their cloak. There was a sigil, an insignia, on the inside of the cloak. May I show it to you? May I draw it to you? Um, and Una says, uh, "Yeah, go, go ahead." Shh, shh, shh. shh. <laughs> 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 so you pull some parchment from your pocket and draw it. So as you as you draw it, it it works on the on the piece of paper. So you hold the piece of paper up, and Una says, "I thought you were going to draw it." Uh, and when you look back at the paper, it's not there. Do it with your fingers. Draw it in the air with your hand. Oh, like a thing. I show. I, I flash up like an A. Like Acon. Acon A. So that works. As you do that. Seemingly, no one reacts really. And Una says, "So it's so it's sort of like a, an arrowhead sort of shape, but you can't write it down." No, doesn't seem to work. So Una turns to Mother Appleby and says, "Is do you know about anything like this?" Mother Appleby says, "Well, there's all sorts of strange and queer things in this land, darling, and this is just another." She says, "But I'll I'll have a look into it. I'll get into the library." Thank you. Oh, I've got those gems. What gems did you... Oh, were they... Um, the things that I found under the floor. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Are they worth giving up for them, or do we what, keep... What, do you want to, like, offer them to the cause? Just to see if they know what they are. Oh, uh, yeah, you can do, yeah. You get the gems out, and what you what, what are you trying to find out about them? And um, so I've, I found these under the floor. I don't know what they are. Captain Smart says, Oh, I know what they are. Booty! <laughs> <laughs> Will they help any, in any way? She says, well, I mean, you'll, you'll be needing some, some treasure for spending, but the Resistance is always looking for funds if you want to donate. She donates one crystal. And uh, <laughs> Samara says, thank you very much, and puts it under her hat. <laughs> <laughs> and Una says, Samara. <laughs> and, uh, and Samara gives her the gem back, and she takes it and puts it into like a chest that's um, ne- next to the seat she's sitting Sandra on. Sandra gives her a little look, like I'll, I'll, I'll give you something else later. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Samara's like, you fucking better. <laughs> so, are you done in here? Yeah. Hmm. Cool. So, you leave the council chamber with directions for the blacksmiths. So the blackness is just down the way. So you walk along the seafront, past the docks. You can see the whole fleet of ships are there now. The Ario Speedwagon, the Baggy Trousers, the Linda, the <laughs> Big Ship, and the... Um, what was Clementine's And revenge. the Clementine's Revenge. <laughs> all bobbing in the morning sun in the harbour. And the sailors are all still doing their sailory land stuff. Um, <laughs> as you... Uh, Around the corner, there's a single-storey building, and you can see black smoke billowing out the chimney of the building, and you can hear the clanging of metal on, on metal, and there's a big sign outside with, a, with an anvil and a hammer and tongs painted on it, and then, but the whole thing's encapsulated in a giant heart. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and underneath it says, The Smash Hits Foundry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Boom>. Yes. <laughs> Want to go in? Yeah. Yes, please. So uh, you walk into the foundry, and it's dark and smoky and loud. And there's the smell of sulphur and hot metal and burning coal. It's um, it's 
pretty full-on place. And in the background, you can see a dwarven woman who's naked from the waist up. <laughs> and she's incre- just looks like the most powerful being you've ever encountered. And she's just smashing away her weapons in the back. And uh, as you're admiring the, the rippling muscles on this incredible dwarven woman, a half-orc woman uh, pops up from behind the counter. And she goes, oh, hey, welcome to Smash Hits Foundry. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm Sonya Smash. <laughs> what can I do for you? <laughs> Hello. Miss Smash, we're looking to get tooled up. She goes, oh, have we all? <laughs> yeah. Uh, could, we, could we have some tools, please? <laughs> she goes, yeah. You got gold? Oh, yeah, we got gold. <laughs> I think we've got a piece of paper as well, I think. You, you give it a piece of paper? Do we, do we yeah, have a, we got a piece of paper, didn't we? To... Don't have to spend gold. Oh, oh yes. Good the point. council gave us this piece of paper to give to you. So she, she takes it off, she reads it, and she goes, Oh, Commander Drovac! Charming fellow! <laughs> she says, so you're joining the resistance! And as she says that, the banging behind you stops, and the dwarf just looks up at you and gives you a big high five <laughs> uh, without changing their facial expression, and then she turns back and just carries on beating the shit out whatever she's making in that back there. She says, look, I... I'd love, I'd love to make it. I'd love to. I'd love to. I'd love to. <laughs> she said, but I'm, uh, I'm waiting on the, on the shipment from the mine. She said, so you, look, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be weeks. It could be, but unless, I don't know, could, could you go get it for me? Oh, this feels like a side quest. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. She says, it's more, it's more part of the main narrative. <laughs> but I can see where you, at, yeah, maybe I'm going to put enough scaffolding in place. <laughs> yes. Cool. Yeah, let's do it. What is we it? Accept. Where do we need to go? So she says, there's an island just just a few miles off of here. It's the best mine around. It's where we're getting all our metal from. But I sent a crew there weeks ago, and I've had no word. Could you go find out for me, see what's going on, bring back some raw materials? Yes. 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 Yeah. And she goes, did you hear that, Helga? And Helga turns around and she stops smashing and she looks at you and she just she just pumps both of her guns <laughs> and then goes back to hammering her metal. So she gives you a little map with coordinates for this island and she says, it shouldn't take you more than a couple of days. Bye! <laughs> and then she just sinks back down below the counter. Does anyone not have weapons at this point? Because I think maybe the time to ask for just something. I have a pen, but I, I'm, I'm, Rowan is quite happy with that with weapon. It? She's kind of against him. So and... I got a sword. I got a sword. I think as long as most of us are slightly tooled up. I just don't want us to go in there like with nothing. I'm pretty badass. I can hurt people. Yeah, I've got bangs so That's fine. Ed yeah. is just, cool. just rocking it. Ed doesn't do shit. Cool. I've also got a big chain. And you hit from behind the counter because you're still talking. She goes, you're still here! <laughs> <laughs> when you come back, I'll make you some weapons. Really good ones. <laughs> Before we go, uh, Rowena just flies to Helga, just gives her a hug and says, You are an inspiration to us all. (laughs) As as you say that, she just she holds you by the shoulders and the grip is it's so firm but it's so reassuring. And she looks you in the eye and she looks you up and down and then she just she just gives you a little nod. (laughs) And then she literally picks you up. puts you to one side and carries on just hammering the thing that's in front of her and she picks you up like with no strain at all i feel as light as a feather 
Oh. And from your vantage point on the other side, you can see Sonia is just ducked down behind. Went if you all to leave. Tommy lingers in the doorway and just looks at he's absolutely enamoured. I think he's in love. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Dungeons and Dopamine. If you'd like to support us, then you can rate us or leave a review, and that's apparently really helpful. If you want to support us more than that, you can go over to our Patreon, and you can support us from as little as a pound a month. We would really appreciate that. That would be amazing. Thank you. We're going to try and release an episode every other week, and if you sign up to different tiers in Patreon, you'll get more content there. So if you sign up to the second tier of Patreon, there'll be new content coming out every week. We're going to do a bloopers reel. We've got a thing called Peer Review. It's a podcast where we talk about the podcast we've just done and we're also going to be running a separate Monster of the Week campaign called Big Magic which follows a 1970s rock band who tour the country monster fighting which is going to be really brilliant and the first one of those is going to be a Halloween campaign if you want to find out about any of that then head on over to our Patreon or check out any of our socials thanks very much Mm -hmm.